Hello and welcome to Governance Matters from Governance Intelligence, formerly known as Corporate Secretary. In this show, we examine the work of governance professionals and the latest developments they face. I'm your host, Editor-at-Large, Ben Maiden. In today's programme, I have a fascinating conversation with Hope Melman, who is Chief Legal Officer, General Counsel and Corporate Secretary with Discover Financial Services. Hope shares her valuable insights on a range of issues, including work being done at the Society for Corporate Governance and why having a good relationship with the Council of Institutional Investors can be so important and valuable for governance professionals. But first, I'd like to welcome you all to Governance Intelligence, the new name for Corporate Secretary. Corporate Secretary was founded in 2002, and today our audience includes a much broader range of professionals than those who hold that term as a job title. Equally, their work is becoming more varied, more challenging, and more influential than ever before. Governance professionals are at the forefront of industry best practices, whether that's in reporting on and supporting ESG-based initiatives, helping your board develop better ways of working, taking innovative approaches to proxy statements and shareholder engagement, bringing new technologies to bear, or navigating an increasingly complex regulatory landscape. As governance intelligence, our mission is to help professionals reach their goals as they support their boards and their company's broader efforts to be leaders in excellent corporate governance. We're committed to offering personalised, practical and data-driven insights through our high-quality news and analysis, in-house research projects, this Governance Matters podcast, of course, best practice reports and online and in-person events. We look forward to seeing many of you at our upcoming events. Uh, In the meantime, please let me know if you have any questions or comments about the new brand or anything we're working on going forwards. And now on to my conversation with Hope Melman, Chief Legal Officer, General Counsel and Corporate Secretary with Discover Financial Services. Among other things, Hope has useful advice for the nominees awaiting the results of this year's Corporate Governance Awards and how AI might affect legal and governance teams. I started by asking her about her work with the Society for Corporate Governance. Okay, Hope, uh, thanks for joining us. Just if you could catch us up on a couple of recent developments. You joined the board of the Society for Corporate Governance. Um, I interviewed uh, Keir Gums recently for this podcast, and uh, as I asked him, I just wanted to check in with you to see what you view as the, the Society's uh, most important role and what you'd like to focus on as a, as a board member. To help companies become best in class when it comes to governance by providing legal, corporate governance, and corporate secretary teams with education and tools to help them succeed. And this would be the primary simply stated role. Additionally, however, the society can serve several functions. For example, the society advocates on behalf of issuers with policymakers through actions such as comment letters by informing policymakers and educating them about issues and complexities facing different companies and if applicable unintended consequences of policies. And so for example, if a policy comes to fruition, it should be appropriately balanced and work well for companies, investors and other stakeholders. And also the society brings companies whether it's private or public or nonprofits together to share leading practices and learn from one another. And are there, are there any particular areas at the moment that the societies focus on or that you'd like to focus on? Or any issues you're hearing about from members, about stuff that they're, they're sort of interested in or, or concerned about, just generally speaking? What I would say is there's a lot of activity at the SEC. So there's a lot of focus on that activity that's coming out of the SEC and making sure that um, from an issuer's perspective, our voices are heard. 
Absolutely. How did you get involved in the society in the first place? I mean, or to get to be or come on the board? You were obviously you'd been a member, as uh, presumably for for some time. Did you were you approached? Do you go to them and say like, hey, I'll be interested in taking on a bigger role here? So I've been, as you said, I've been involved in the society for a very long time, and it started with the Southeastern chapter, where I started attending meetings and getting involved from that perspective. And, you know, at at some point, I became the secretary of the chapter. I also um, then became the president of the chapter. And uh, through that activity, I got to know um, people on the board and really getting involved with the society and and working on commit, you know, working through the Southeastern chapter, I did get approached by the society about joining the board. So I'm very excited about being part of the board. Fantastic. Speaking of boards, you previously sat on the board at the Council of Institutional Investors, which is great and a sort of very interesting relationship for someone from an issuer to have. And I just wondered what sort of lessons, insights you were able to draw from from that experience. And is there anything you were able to use that in your governance work? Um, obviously, it's very important. Like engagement with institu- institutional investors is very important for all all companies. But I just wonder what that particular experience of being close to the CII um, sort of helped helps you with in your work. I've learned many lessons and insights I've been able to incorporate into my work with companies and boards. But one I'd like to share is that investors truly represent a diverse range of thoughts and interests, and that you should be open and listen carefully to what investors have to say. I also had the opportunity to serve on the policies committee at CII on the board, and the policies committee develops policies on corporate governance, best practices on a variety of topics. This was very helpful to bring back for my governance work. And also because CII policies provide a foundation from which CII advocates on matters of importance to its members, it was helpful to understand what is really important to investors. Serving on the board provided me with a good understanding of where investors are coming from, how they generally think about governance, and I was able to share information with other CII corporate members. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, is that something... CII, is, is there much outreach between CII and corporations generally? Is there other opportunities for folks such as yourselves on the government side to have those kind of interactions and, and learn the sort of lessons that you've learned? So I would say that, you know, from an issuer perspective, I would advocate for um, companies to join CII, become members, because you do have the opportunity to really interact with investors, um, particularly Uh, If you attend their conferences, they have two conferences a year. They have great agendas. Um, You can really see what they're focused on and what topics. And so being a participant in CII gives you a a sort of a different window than if you are a company that just does an annual um, shareholder engagement. You really get to interact with them, see what's on their agenda, And then also there are other committees that you can participate in and be able to uh, bring the views of an issuer, which I think is helpful. I think having perspectives from all stakeholders is very important and having an issuer involved in the Council of Institutional Investors provides that view um, to investors on a different level. Yeah, yeah, it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and and presumably also particularly helpful for 
the growing number of companies that have year-round engagement programs rather than just meeting once a year. You can sort of help to keep current uh, rather than just uh, waiting till the run-up to proxy season. So switching gears a little bit now, and um, we announced the, the nominees this week at Corporate Secretary for our this year's Corporate Governance Awards, and not to embarrass you, but as a former winner, congratulations again. What elements do you think go into making a successful governance leader? It's something that obviously we're very keen to celebrate, but what are some of your secrets or what do you think are secrets that other people can learn from? So I would say a couple of things. One, I would say take all the opportunities you can to learn about new areas and don't limit yourself. Get involved in the corporate governance community, um, learn from others and stay active stay abreast of constant changes in the governance landscape, be proactive and don't just react. Um, So what I'm saying is take steps to stay ahead of what's coming down the pike, Um, engage with your stakeholders often and listen to their perspectives. Ensure that your board is well-informed and look for ways to be creative to problem solving. And if you have ideas for improvement or enhancements, speak up, and as appropriate, challenge your company and the board to adapt to changing circumstances. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, on a slightly lighter note, as, uh, as, a, as a shortlisted professional waiting to hear the results on November 8th, uh, when we announce those, um, what advice would you have for professionals who are waiting to find out? Well, first of all, it's a, a tremendous honor just to be shortlisted. And keep in mind whether or not you win, you should um, be honored that you were shortlisted. You should continue to keep building on your skills and improving yourself. And if you don't win, keep trying. One thing that I always did was talk to the other winners and other shortlisted individuals to see where you can make other advancements because you can always learn from what other people do. Yeah, and I think that's part of the the hope we have for the whole uh, program for the awards is that it does help. Um, give lessons to peers about you know how they can best serve their boards and their companies so that's hopefully I'm glad to hear that's something that, that you were able to do. Speaking of winners uh, when you're looking to recruit members of your team uh, what are some of the sort of qualities experiences skills you look for and um, obviously the role of the governance team has changed over time so how have the sort of what you look for changed over that time? So what's really important to me is when I look for people on my team is I look for people who want to work as part of a team and um, not people who want to work in silos. Because I always believe that you get a better product if you work together. And then also you give you have the ability to connect the dots right across an enterprise. And particularly for a governance team, it's important to be able to know all those different areas and connect the dots. Uh, you know, I look for people who can work t- uh, together with their peers very well, individuals who are active listeners and also very strategic. I look for people who will be creative in finding solutions for the businesses and staying ahead of new laws and regulations. Uh, someone who demonstrates a willingness to learn new things, not just to keep repeating the same things over and over proactively work with their partners within the company. Since I truly believe that in order to serve your your clients within the company, you have to understand the business and not just if we're talking about a legal team, not just the laws and regulations. But really importantly, I think what I look for are people who are not afraid to speak up when they see an issue. Absolutely. I think that um, 
has been proven to be invaluable time time after time, I think, and uh, making sure that you're heard as well. Uh, because I think, you know, as we've seen in various times, people have spoken up, not necessarily been listened to, and that never leads to never leads to good outcomes. So I, of course, have an obligatory question about artificial intelligence, which, is, of course, is on everyone's mind for various reasons, but um, that includes the, the, the legal community. Sitting from your position, are you using AI at all in your legal or governance team yet? And is it something that you're looking at? Where do you, where do you stand in terms of implementing that? I feel like it's sort of coming for us all, but um, how, how what do you think about that? So these days, nearly all vendor tools advertise that they incorporate AI in some form. And taking that at face value, it's nearly impossible for any legal department to say that AI isn't being used in some way in our day-to-day tools. And the real question is what flavor of AI is being used? We have been using AI more broadly at Discover for some time now, for example, to assist in fraud detection and anti-money laundering efforts. And consequently, part of our responsibilities as the legal team is to work closely with our data and analytics team to ensure ethical, compliant use of AI. Mm -hmm. And do you see other areas where it could come in handy for your team? Are there any particular areas you're thinking, ooh, that should, uh, I can see that taking a lot of work off our hands. In the future, I see AI as one tool incorporated into applications to make lawyers' day-to-day lives a bit easier. For example, we have apps for quickly summarizing statutes, regulatory guidance, or legal articles, and there will probably be better tools to help with drafting board memos or agendas and generally quickly summarizing large swaths of information for board consumption. Mm-hmm. So it is something you can see being useful in, in regards to the, you know, assisting and managing the board. Yes. Okay. Um, and aside from the, 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 I guess, the widely cited concerns people raise about AI that, you know, whether it's plagiarism or data um, privacy, that kind of thing. Is it something you feel, well, obviously not hugely concerned about, but uh, obviously there are areas where you'll want to have policies and procedures to make sure it is used correctly. Is that something that you've been giving a lot of thought to and how to frame those sorts of policies or is that not part of uh, your remit? No, absolutely. We've been focused on it. My team has, um, as well as um, my company's been focused on it. And that's why we want to make sure that, to ensure that there's ethical and compliant use of AI. It's, it's um, certainly high on the list of importance for this company and for me as well and for my team. Is it something that the board is thinking about at all? I mean, I don't want you to get into internal discussions, but is it something that presumably as people out there in the world, they can't help but be conscious of it? Is, is it something, do you think, that's being given a lot of thought to, either at your board or at boards generally? So I think that this is a topic that boards are beginning to focus on, and I think that companies are taking this to the board, and if they haven't, they should be taking it to the board because it is important. There is no turning back. And making sure that companies are doing the right thing is really important and that these tools are incredibly helpful, but they have to be done in a proper manner. Mm-hmm. Well, just just lastly, we're uh, sort of terrifyingly getting close to the end of uh, the year already. Seems to have just gone by in a flash. You know, you mentioned a lot of the work going on at the SEC as being a, of interest and, and a focus for in-house counsel and other government folks. Um, obviously, AI, as we were just talking about. Are there any other sort of like particular priorities that areas of that you'll be focusing on looking forward to next year? Any any particular areas that you think folks should be uh, taking into consideration as they get their um, plans together for 2024? So one thing 
that I would say is, you know, since there's a lot of focus coming down from the SEC on, on topics such as human capital management and cybersecurity, one area where we're going to focus on is making sure that our biographies and proxy statements really reflect the skills of our of our directors. And so one of the things that that I like to do is to actually have conversations with directors and really dig deep into their background and their experience so that we can make sure that when our investors are looking at our proxy statement that they have a really good feel of of the backgrounds and the skills that each of our directors have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's, yeah, as as we've definitely seen, there's a lot more of that information being put into proxies at the the companies, I think, that are following best practices and uh, certainly something, as you say, that investors are very keen to know about. Well, Hope Melon, thank you so much for joining us and uh, wish you the best for the rest of the year and, uh, as always, a very busy proxy season. Thanks again for, for being here. Well, thank you so much. AI has the power to revolutionize the boardroom, driving efficiencies in both board management and shareholder communications. However, there are still some major obstacles to its adoption. Concerns around skills, privacy, transparency, reliability, and a general lack of awareness. Join us in New York on December the 1st at our AI for Governance Forum to gain practical insights and intelligence on how governance teams can make the most of AI in an ethical and risk-adverse way. Take part in panel discussions and network with your peers to find out how you can get started on this exciting journey that is shaping the future of the governance landscape. To find out more about this event and others, head over to governance-intelligence.com forward slash events and secure your spot. We look forward to seeing you in New York from all of us at Governance Intelligence. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Governance Matters podcast with me, Ben Maiden. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to like, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening.